Flight 229, you're clear for takeoff. Just like a flight plan, you have to know where you're going and how you will get there when you plan for retirement. Let Ryan Fleming help you chart out a course for your retirement with his intimate knowledge of financial planning and the airline industry. It's time for the Pilot's Advisor. Well, so glad you're with us for another edition of the podcast. Walter Storholt here alongside Ryan Fleming. And, uh, of course, Ryan is the pilot's advisor, the man that we turn to each and every show for some financial guidance and information and a little bit of fun along the way. Ryan, hope you're doing well. Thanks for being with us again. Thanks for waking up and uh, being on the show today, Walter. Appreciate it. <laughs> Long-term listeners know that we uh, definitely record 95% of our shows relatively early in the morning, although we weren't as early as usual, Ryan. I mean. 8 a.m. is much more civilized than the 7 a.m. record time we do sometimes. So. I feel like I'm half awake <laughs> and half alive this morning, so there hopefully I'll have a, a couple good points here and there, but no promises. We, we're, we're at 50% strength instead of 10, so that's good. That's an improvement. <laughs> uh, we're going to have a little fun today. We're going to take it back to the old school days, Ryan. Remember, I, I miss the days of like the, I don't know, what, third or fourth grade tests that we used to have to take where... And you'd have a test, and it was just fact or fiction questions or true-false questions, that kind of thing. Wasn't, weren't those nice before we started having to write essays and things like that? Definitely less complicated, and that's why I think this is a great show for pilots. And I make fun of pilots, but I'm allowed to do that because I am one. And keeping it simple is definitely something that we should do for our pilot listeners. I'm sure we have a lot of uh, other listeners out there where we could get more in the weeds. But for our pilots, we're going to have a show today called Financial Factor Fiction, and it's going to be very, very simple. That's right. I'm going to throw Ryan the Factor Fiction question. Ryan, you give us the answer and uh, a little bit. Uh, we will advance it past the third grade where you'll have to uh, tell us why you chose the particular answer. But, oh, gosh. I, yeah. I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> but still should be relatively simple. So uh, let's it's dive just in. Like truth or dare, suddenly. That's right. Exactly. Uh, fact or fiction, your social security is taxable. What do you think about this one, Walter? I think um, surprising to a lot of people, that is uh, true in, in most cases, right? So you're telling me that we have to pay taxes to put it in and we have to pay taxes to get it back out? Sure feels like that, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, sadly, and especially for my FedEx pilots or those that have a pension from the military or, or some other pension from another job. Uh, up to 85% of your Social Security benefit is going to be taxed. Um, the magic number right now on that, I think, is 44000 It changes every year. But if you have a pension or guaranteed income above that level, despite you paying into it already, 85% of your Social Security is taxed. And is that a surprise to a lot of people, Ryan? Well, absolutely. It absolutely is a surprise. And, and, and if you're below that level, you know, there's certain things we can do working around different pots of money that you have so that your Social Security is not taxed at that level. But uh, sadly, for those of us, you know, those FedEx pilots that have, have that pension, and of course, these are first world problems, but your 85% of your Social Security is going to be taxed. Good to know. And uh, that is our first fact or fiction question of the episode. Here's number two. Fact How did I do on that one? You, you did well. You did well. Good explanation. Did I pass? Everything. Yeah. Do you have yeah. anything I, to add? I'd say you pass. Uh, well, you're the financial advisor, so I don't know if I should be grading you necessarily. So. Well, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Whatever you say, I'm going to go with pretty much uh, <laughs> if it comes to something Walter's financial. Walter's holding back. He talks to a lot of financial advisors, <laughs> and he's very smart. Uh, I just uh, I did sleep at a Holiday Inn Express last night, but that's uh, <laughs> that's the only reason I can pretend to be a financial advisor. No, you're you're the one. 
Uh, fact or fiction, Ryan, your taxes will likely be lower in retirement. Well, this is an interesting one because most people think that their taxes are going to be lower in retirement, but the reality is in most cases, they're not. And there's many reasons for that. Uh, one thing that I would say right now is we're at one of the lowest tax rates that we've had in a long, long time. So I think just based on what's going on in our country in general, tax rates are going to go up for sure. But you, you don't have a lot, of the, a lot of the write-offs in retirement as well. You know, like if you have kid, married kids, there's a lot of deductions that you are taking advantage of right now that you're not going to have in retirement. And that's the reality. Most people think that their taxes are going to be lower in retirement, so they want to hold off, you know, cashing something in or, or you know, something that they're going to get at that tax rate. But in, in most cases, it's, it's not what people think. Their tax rate is probably almost higher in, in uh, retirement. That's a little something that sort of changed over the years, right, Ryan? Like it used to be a pretty good rule of thumb that you were going to have lower taxes in retirement, but just with how much the landscape has changed, it's just not as frequent uh, the case anymore. Well, and I think that's something that's a little bit hard. You know, like we talk about in any industry, you need to evolve. And I think there's a lot of changes going on right now where there's certain advisors or even those investors that haven't truly evolved to what's really happening. Uh, another case that I'd bring up with this is, you know, you talk to a lot of CPAs when they're doing your client's taxes and everybody wants, you know, to talk about the tax deferred vehicle, the, the traditional IRA or the tax deferred 401k. For years and years and years, absolutely, a tax deferred vehicle is an amazing thing that you want to take advantage of. Not only can you defer your taxes on it, but it's tax deductible, which will lower your adjustable gross income. However, and I want to say it was 1988 or 91, I can't remember offhand, once we started getting the ability to do Roth, that really, really totally changed the landscape. And it used to be the Roth versus tax deferred conversation was simply, well, are taxes going to go up or down in the future? And I think it goes way beyond that now because, you know, that, that's the easy big, big picture case to determine whether you want to do Roth or tax deferred. But the, the small benefit that you have by getting a tax deductible, you know, let's say a 19500 that you might be able to put into your, your 401k, that is such a small, small benefit compared to paying the government now to go away and never have to pay them again on any of those gains or any of those withdrawals. Always lots to talk about when it comes to taxes and retirement. It's one of the things that Ryan discusses um, in the webinar that he's created that has an academic approach to investing and shows you why not to speculate and gamble with your money based on Nobel Prize winning research. And then, you know, taxes becomes a big conversation after that as well. By the way, if you want to check out the video, go to pilotsadvisor.com and we'll link to it in the description of today's show as well. Another fact or fiction question for you, Ryan. Term life insurance is better than whole life. Fact. All right. You, I mean, you took a solid stance on that one, not a, not a sometimes or a this and that. Well, I digressed too much on the other one and went down a rabbit hole, so I figured now I'll just keep it we nice We had to get it clean. back to keeping it simple, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Walter was over there rolling his eyes going, where is he going? Oh, my God. Will he stop talking? Not true. Not true. Okay. So uh, why term I, life? Well, what I would say is, you know, I, I always talk to my clients and, and actually break down the numbers, but you really shouldn't mix investing and insurance. They're two totally separate vehicles. And the reason why that is, is when you go into some whole life insurance policy, it starts getting very, very expensive for what you're actually getting in return on the investment side for that insurance policy. Where 
you could go through many, many cases and split the difference between what a whole life policy would cost you and a term life policy would cost you. And if you invested that difference straight up into an investment vehicle, over the long term, you're going to be way, way ahead. Now, there is another conversation with this. You know, There are some benefits to whole life policies from a tax standpoint. Um, another way to you know get some tax deferment, which is a whole nother conversation. But in most cases, I would say keep them separate. Invest with investment vehicles. Um, if you're looking for insurance, go term. Okay, very good. Easy breakdown. Do you have anything to add there. to that, Walter? No, I think that's a good breakdown for those. I mean, obviously, with any of these, there's the caveat of you're going to want to, you know, the big disclaimer guy, right, Ryan? Like, get your individual situation uh, evaluated. But I think we're making some, you know, decent general ideas. And, hey, what's most common, what mostly happens is we see this as being fact, this is being fiction. So, Well, um, and, and, of course, it is a case-by-case basis on all yeah. these. And that's why we have that, you know, the asterisk on TV or, as you'll see on this podcast, we even talk about that this is general investment advice. Yeah, great point. Have you ever wanted to learn more about the academic approach to investing and saving and planning for retirement that Ryan talks about here on The Pilot's Advisor? Well, if so, go visit pilotsadvisor.com pilotsadvisor.com. You can watch a quick webinar on the academic approach to investing. It'll show you how not to speculate and gamble with your money. It's all based on Nobel Prize winning research. It only takes about 10 minutes to get through the video and watch it. going to be worth your time, I promise you. Go check it out right now, pilotsadvisor.com. It's a webinar that covers that academic approach to investing, pilotsadvisor.com. All right, back to the show. All right, Factor Fiction, Ryan, Medicare will cover most of your medical needs in retirement. I would say that that is fiction. Um, I've had uh, one of my grandparents has gone through a recent medical need, and I think their eyes were opened a little bit to just what is and isn't covered under Medicare and just how much personal. I mean, they're they're okay financially to absorb the, the various hits, but it's interesting to see that they were like, oh, wow, okay, I thought. All of this would be covered by Medicare, and it looks like they're going to have to lean a lot more on their own personal savings. So this does creep up and take people by surprise. Well, and this is a hard thing in retirement planning. And the reason why I say that is I feel like, you know, we do all these different tiers, whether it's, you know, checking out to make sure you have saved enough to so you actually can retire, you know, looking at your estate planning, looking at your cash distributions, factoring in inflation and taxes. And then it always comes down to this whole, you know, who's going to take care of me later on and then start talking about long-term care insurance. And of course, you know, getting to the, the top of the, the pyramid there, it would be amazing if we did have long-term care insurance. Sadly, however, long-term care insurance is extremely, extremely expensive. And I would say the percentage of clients that can actually get to that level is, is rather small. One of the biggest threats in retirement is the unknown of medical bills and you know, what you might, as you age, what you might end up battling with from a medical perspective. And I, I, I think it's one of the scary things with retirement where we can run all the numbers and make some assumptions, but, you know, the what ifs are what can totally blow up a financial plan. Yeah. What ifs are never fun to think about when it's this kind of what if, and uh, then when they actually happen, even harder to deal with. So we got to sometimes plan for the unpredictable and find ways to do so. Well, hey there. We hope you're enjoying listening to The Pilot's Advisor today. Just wanted to take a quick moment from the show to remind you that if you have any questions ever about what Ryan talks about on the program, need any assistance with your financial planning, need some guidance, 
to get to and through retirement or whatever financial questions might be on your mind, don't ever hesitate to reach out. The simple way to get in touch with Ryan is to pick up the phone and call or text 843-475-3038. Again, that's 843-475-3038. You can also find Ryan online at FlemingFG.com. That's FlemingFG.com. And as always, we put contact information to get in touch with Ryan in the description or the show notes section of the program. So just check it out on whatever app you're using, and it's easy to get in touch with Ryan. All right, now back to the show. Uh, fact or fiction, last one for you, Ryan. As you get older, you should gradually shift from stocks to bonds. I feel like I've heard that since I was a little kid. And I'm going to call fiction on this one. Okay. And I, the reason why I say that is I think that we've always come up with these equations where you take 100 minus your age, and that should be your percentage of you know, investment in stocks is an old adage, or, you know, that, oh, I'm getting closer to retirement, so I really need to be less, you know, aggressive with my investing. And the argument lately has been that it really has nothing at all to do with your age. What is more important is the time horizon on when you need that money. Because if most of that money is still long-term money, then you want to keep it exposed in the market and keep letting it grow. Now, once again, this is a very much a case-by-case basis, but I have many individuals that are going into retirement that have a nice big 401k balance, but when they start looking at it, they're going, well, between my pension and my social security, I'm really not going to need much money at all on a monthly basis to cover our living expenses. So in that situation, you know, all of that 401k money is long-term money. So should we be sitting in 60 or 70% bonds? I mean, you know, whatever that asset allocation risk tolerance mix is, and my argument would be no. You know, let's grow that money for later on or for a legacy or, you know, long-term wealth to pass down to your children. Interest rates are so low right now. And what we don't really talk about when we're talking about bonds is if you buy into bonds and interest rates go up, how much those bonds are worth actually goes down. So in this environment, I find it very, very difficult to want to transition a lot of my portfolio to a bond portfolio because I almost feel like we're setting ourselves up for failure. I mean, I don't think interest rates can get any lower than they are right now. So there's really only one direction for them to go. It's a great point, Ryan. And uh, that's why sometimes we have to adjust our thinking when it comes to the old rules of thumb, the old ways of doing things. And even with the 4% rule, kind of the more recent way of doing things, but not so much anymore as we've seen over the last couple of years, that even that is a rule that uh, they're starting to tweak and change and make it the 3 or the 2% rule. And that's why it's so important to have a, a different kind of plan, a better plan that works off of uh, more current, I don't know, what's the right word, te- technology, Ryan, better research, better, better direction. You know, we're trying to build on the shoulders of people that have come before us and plan for retirement and financial, uh, you know, planning for a financial future. And so you're taking what they do well and what's good from the past, but then shedding some of the things that are out of date now to build portfolios and plans for your pilot clients. Well, and that's absolutely true. And I think technology increased in statistics um, and our ability even using computers to actually have uh, more, more analysis of what's really gone on or where we're going. And I found this most interesting when you go back and do these classes for certifications and they really start analyzing these things that we thought were tried and true for years and years and years. They're talking about a, a shift, a paradigm, a paradigm shift and how that might not necessarily be true anymore. And I find it very, very fascinating. And, and that's why I think it's so important to, to stay um, educated in this, in this business. And I'm not talking watching Fox Business or reading Kiplinger's or Money Magazine and God forbid, you know, Kramer. Um, true education is, you know, talking to the American University and some of the other 
big organizations that do education and training in the financial world. But it is definitely changing. That's a great point, Ryan. Well, there you go. Uh, the fact or fiction segment of our show. If you have any questions for Ryan about your own financial plan, how to better prepare for the future, uh, Ryan's certainly there for you. Based in Georgia, but uh, really serving clients worldwide. You can kind of meet you in an airport near you, if you want to put it that way, of course. Uh, call or text Ryan to get in touch and begin a conversation. 843-475-3038. That's 843-475-3038. Or you can email Ryan, ryan at flemingfg.com. And we're going to put all the contact info in the description of today's show. So check that out there. Ryan, appreciate your help and uh, have a great rest of your week. We'll talk soon. Thanks for keeping me in line, Walter. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, always do. Uh, that's Ryan Fleming of Walter Storeholt. We'll talk to you next time right back here on The Pilot's Advisor. You've been listening to The Pilot's Advisor featuring Ryan Fleming, a financial advisor at Fleming Financial Group, serving clients worldwide, but based out of Charleston, South Carolina. If you have any questions for Ryan on what we've talked about on today's show, maybe a future topic idea, or want to talk more about getting a complimentary review of your financial plan, here's the best ways to get in touch. You can go online to the website FlemingFG.com. That's FlemingFG.com. You can also email Ryan. It's simply Ryan at FlemingFG.com. Or you can call or text to get in touch. 843-475-3038 is the number. That's 843-475-3038. Thanks for listening to The Pilot's Advisor. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting apps. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, in many more locations. So whatever app you like to use, search for the Pilots Advisor podcast today and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.